Sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Ah, why don't we do a little radio today? How about that? Five o'clock straight up, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Matt Riddle in studio today. Tony Kirk is uh, making his pilgrimage home from Lubbock, Texas. But Matt Riddle's here. So uh, those of you who, I always say this, anytime Tony's not on camera, you people ought to be fortunate. <laughs> it's, it's a good day for the viewer on Facebook today to not have to see Tony Kirk. He'll be back tomorrow morning. And he and Kevin Carpenter will be in here tomorrow morning. And he'll be back in the afternoon. But at least today, we don't have to look at Tony. Matt Riddle, good to see you, sir. It's good to be here. What's exciting in uh, in, in your life right now? Football. Football is <laughs> exciting. That's about it. Of course, you're talking to, to the, uh, the voice of the Arkansas High Razorbacks. You and, uh, and the crew... Uh, Winding down the last couple of weeks, we are. We are finally getting down. To, I think we got three, two games left for the yes. season. Uh, playing Hope this week or this Friday, and then D Queen at home for the last game. So you finish off at the friendly confines. Yep. All right. Had a tough week this last week. It was. It was rough. Uh, they played good ball, however, just that wasn't good enough. <laughs> well, but you know the separation between the top and the bottom of that conference is pretty obvious. Oh yeah. I mean the Parkview. Camden Fairview, Magnolia, and Hot Springs. Pretty much our one, two, three, four in whatever oh, yeah. order. And then Arkansas High, D Queen Hope, and uh, and Lakeside are five, six, seven, eight, whatever order that is. I mean, it just feels like there's a separation between oh, those. Oh, it is. And it's a big separation from your top guys to your bottom yep. ones. And, uh, you know, at one time, uh, 5A South actually had three teams in 5A South that were top five teams in the state. Really? So, I mean, it's a, it's a very, very strong conference. At the top. At the top. Yeah, it's just not deep right now. No. You know, and you and I mentioned off the air kind of thinking about maybe Hope's starting. Every time we every time I think Hope's starting to turn their program around, you go back and go, eh, we were, and then it goes backward again. I don't know if they're ever going to make traction to get back into the top echelon at, at 5A. It's just for them, 5A is maybe a little too much. I think, I think for, for them it is. I think it's a little... A little bit too much to handle. Yeah, no, and that's so. a problem. I mean, we've seen that over the years with schools like Redwater and Atlanta. Yep. Being up at 4A, they got just killed by numbers. Oh, and yeah. sliding back into 3A made them much more competitive, and, and yeah, it's a lot more fun for everybody involved. Oh, yeah, and that's one thing with Arkansas High. I mean, they're in that 5A South Conference, and one of the biggest deals of it is, is they don't have a lot of players that most of your 5A teams do. No. And um, I think they've got a total of 50 on the roster right now and four seniors so i mean they're a very 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 young team right and just with the numbers that they have you're facing these teams that have 70 and 80 guys with 20 seniors and and, and you know you don't think about it, you're like well there's only 11 on the field at a time what does it matter yeah. how many are on the sideline oh yeah it matters a great deal how many Big are on deal. the sideline <laughs> it matters deal. a great deal on monday through thursday how many are on the sideline exactly which you don't really think about if you're your 11 is about all you've got mm-hmm. or you know, two units of that, and nobody, you're double, you know, guys are going both ways. I mean, there's yep. so many issues if you don't have a full on roster. Oh, yeah. But when you've you got have three depth. 
stud quarterbacks that's out of that 70 yeah. guys you've yeah. got. And when you've got 50, you've got two guys that can actually take a snap. Sure. You know, I mean, big difference in that. Yeah, no, no question about it. What you learned this year so far? That calling football is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Really? <laughs> At first it wasn't. Now, it's it started getting a lot easier and a lot better, and uh, it's it's different. You know, we called baseball last year. Yeah, yeah. We going did. did, I was kind of like, okay, baseball was the same way. It was, uh, okay, I know baseball, I know it inside out. Yes, you do. However, this is different now. I'm not making the decisions out there. I'm saying what the Somebody else made. is making. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it kind of just started getting a little better and better as the season went on. And then this year it's we've learned – do's and don'ts and right. not so much of just the broadcast wise more of what you do what you need to make sure you have with you at an away game press box such as <laughs> ac <laughs> your portable <laughs> fan and a light is the main thing <laughs> you know i uh, of course tony and i are down in longview calling games i still bring with me a portable little light mm-hmm. one that's a battery operated one no electricity just because you never know yep. i still bring one with me i used it again this last friday well we so shooty always texts me before the games right. tells us to have a good broadcast right. we kind of go back and forth with everything and uh he'll send me videos of him in the press box yeah of their layout that they oh, have yeah. and everything else and i'm like man that Jerk. must be nice <laughs> and he's like well, what are you in today and i'm like well i'm in a cubicle that's about a six by six with me and brandon no ac and yeah. the fan don't or the window <laughs> the don't lights open. don't work <laughs> <laughs> the window doesn't open the lights don't work there's no ac hey well, we're not outside anyway hey it, we might as well have been outside at watson chapel because the booth was no bigger than this table yeah. and no AC blowing in there. Yeah. It was it was it was rough. Very rough. <laughs> so we actually could wring out our shirts. Oh that's good. Before that's the game good. Started. No, that's that's fun. Keeps you cool. Perspiration <laughs> yeah. keeps you cool. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. Uh you know, I I remember the first year or two calling games and like you said, trying to remember all the stuff you gotta take yep. or figuring out, oh man, I wish I had that this time. Yep. It's a challenge. But then you get over that hump and you're like, all right, oh, yeah. I got this handled now. And that's why we feel. I mean, that's why we've gotten now. I mean, our last couple of games have been at home, um, but the last away games that we've had, they've been. You know, we get there and kind of what we need. We got what we brought to right, make sure right. we've got what we need. And then, who's responsible for food? Well, really. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it difficult because Brandon does the newspaper as well, right? So at halftime. He goes and he does his starts kind of writing half of his sure. article for the first half, sure. getting all of his stats and then getting us our stats for right. you know calling it. And man, I just kind of just sit there and wait, and nobody wants to bring me any food. What now? Now at home we do have it pretty good. Coach Dobby is the oh, yeah. press box. Uh, what do you call liaison? It? Yes, and yeah. so they get uh, we actually get Chicken Express every Friday oh, night. See. They they supply us food and uh, donate it to us. So. See, and the good thing is it sits right behind us. Oh yeah, so I'm set on it's that. It's available. I just reach back behind me, grab me some chicken, grab another one. Everybody looks at me weird because I'm sticking my hands in everything. You know, whatever. <laughs> They're lucky they got somebody on the air. Come yeah, on, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna get another piece of chicken. I'm gonna get another piece of chicken. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyway, Matt uh, Riddle in here this afternoon. Uh, We're going to hop our way through a very busy sports weekend because obviously we had high school stuff going on. We talked about the Razorbacks for a minute. Texas High didn't play great. Went down to Nacogdoches and and eked out a win, which, you know, you're going to have some of those once in a while. You're going to have a game where you don't play particularly well and a game you should win pretty easily. And then you just say, thank you. We got that one out of the way. It's a W. Who cares? It's not a beauty contest. Coaches obviously will this week, and they'll have fuel to tear kids up all week long. But it's motivation as you start heading toward the playoffs. 
Oh, yeah. That game, I shooty shot me a text of what score was, and I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. I said, did you write that wrong? No, no. No, it was I, – I know. I was following it as well. And, yeah. And then, of course, Liberty Allo and PG tangled, and I think we got our answer. We were talking last week about uh, what's the gap between the two, and the gap is still significant. And for all who, you know, want to say the Leopards had a bad game, yeah, okay, I get that. But their schedule at the moment still has not been filled up with tough opponents to get them ready for the Gilmers and PGs of the world. And I think that that's going to be Dawoski Davis's next challenge next year, or as we get into the next rotation of finding non-district games before they get started that get you something comparable to what you're going to see at the top end of that uh, of that district because there isn't a whole lot of of getting ready with the teams they've seen and I know they've played some you know 4A I mean some uh, larger 4A and some uh, I don't think 5 I don't think they got to 5 or not Mount Pleasant yeah Mount yeah, Pleasant's yep. 5 they played a 5 in them and they played a 4 in, in Sulphur Springs a 4D1 but you're going to have to find teams that'll stretch you out mm-hmm. so to speak or you're going to have a hard time coming back and, and having anything for Gilmer or PG at this stage. Yep. Unfortunately, they got to be able to they got to be able to see that adversity go through with that higher talent to be able to compete with that. Yeah, and they've got some talent, but oh, they yeah. they they're still young Very. and they got toughened up and they need better competition. Yep. Anyway, we got those answers anyway this weekend. World Series is set now. Now, are you a, an Astro lover, Astro hater? Don't care. Not a big Astros fan. So is that Astro hater? I guess you'd call. It. I mean, I'm a Rangers fan. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, you know, but but just I'm never been a big fan of them. Then we'll come back to the Astros since you threw out Rangers. We were gone Friday, I guess it was, when Bruce Bochy was announced as the Rangers' new manager. He's the real manager kind of guy, but got a pretty good rep. Just didn't have a whole lot of wins. Uh, what's your thought on your guys having Bruce Bochy as the new? Not a lot of wins. Uh, neither do the Rangers anyway. Well, that's true. <laughs> Good match. It's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Hey, anything that could – I mean, if it's if it's something like him coming in and at least trying to get something going, I'm all for it. I mean, they need something. You know, they want to get rid of some of their best players as trade bait and don't want to get the players that they need to get, and they keep guys that they shouldn't. So are you a guy who thinks – and they've been bouncing back and forth. Do we go with a veteran? Do we go with a guy who's got no experience and who's younger and more maybe enthusiastic, but who's tending to to be prone to make mistakes sometimes and it costs you ball games? Do we got to have somebody closer to the player's age or do they need a veteran who's an older guy who can flash some rings and go, hey, until you win some of these, don't talk to I mean, what do you want your team coached by? Man, it, it's man. It, a lot of those times, it's it's that's a tough decision to make. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the coaching staffs from most teams are going to those younger coaches that are baseball's different than it was right twenty years ago, ten years ago. You know, and some of the coaching staff is not they're not getting prepared for the changes. So it's 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 a hard decision to make. Do you want to bring in knowledge rings, right, or do you want to bring in somebody that's up to date on how baseball is played now or relatable to guys that age yep. now if you were playing right now which would you want i would want an old school you want an old guy yeah, i'd want an old vet that knows what right confidence yeah. he knows what's going on you don't yep. mess with him the team falls exactly. in line exactly well, the think, rangers kind of went with that i think that i think that the older coaching i believe that 
players have a little bit more respect for them than they do with somebody that's around their age. Okay. Because you look at it and it's more of a what do you know kind of deal. Okay. You know, and I did it with the same thing like when I was in the military. I'd have guys that were higher ranked than me that, I, that were my supervisors that were around the same age. Right. And it's like, Dude, you're 25. I'm right. 25. Like, right. You're not going to tell me what to do. I got a strike. You know I mean? Yes, I am. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And so right. they're in that coaching position, that right. head coach position or whatever it is. But at the same time, if you get a guy that's a veteran that's been there and done that and has got something going for himself and a name for himself, I think the respect factor goes in. I think you end up playing better ball. Does any, oh, okay, so there was a bottom line. I think you play mm-hmm. better ball. Yep. So the respect factor, as opposed to I'm closer to your age, I get yelling at you is not going to work. I get – I'm, I'm going to relate. We're the same age, and I'm going to relate to you on that same level. Yep. You think the old guy still gets the respect, and you play harder for so. that guy? I think so. My personal opinion. No, I, no, so. I get it. I, yeah, I see a Dusty Baker out there still. Yep. And I don't think anybody questions anything Dusty Baker no. does, even though he doesn't have a ring. No. I think Dusty's got the respect of the clubhouse. Years and when they walk on the field, this is what I'm going to tell you to do. And if guys like a Justin Verlander or a Jose Altuve get in line behind that, then usually the rest of the clubhouse oh, will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So are you optimistic yeah. as a Ranger fan? <laughs> yeah. Optimistic Ranger fan. We had one of those calling for years. Optimistic yeah. as to where. See, in my mind, best scenario for the Rangers is, is at the moment. It's set up Houston and Seattle are one and two. And the rest of that division's clearly, kind of like we talked about 5A, so it's clearly behind yep. one and two. Can you even get to third in that division? It's going to take a lot of work. So you tell me no. I think no. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I'm hoping with a new skipper coming in or manager, I'm hoping that it does change things a little bit. But I, I don't know. It's just they – I don't like their choice of players that they go after and they try ah. to – And I, I think it's – So this is a GM thing. I think so. I think it's more of a higher up that's – okay. It's that way. I mean, they like to get old veteran ball players, right? But they get them too way old. after their prime. Well, they're cheap then. Yes. Exactly. Well, not all of them. They got two of them last know, year. That but were... they know that if you bring somebody in, this guy that, that has World Series rings as a player, that's been an All Star, that's done all this, it's got years and years and years of experience. They bring them in. They look at it more of a ticket sales, and not so much as a. Are you going to help our ball club? Doesn't winning games sell tickets? That's what I think. I used to think that too, and now I'm starting to wonder if, if that's actually true or not. All right, we'll come back. We gotta take a break. We started to mention about the Astros. We'll come back and talk about them for a minute. Certainly, the World Series is set for Friday. Phillies in Houston. We'll uh, get uh, Matt Riddle's take on the upcoming series here on Leaving the Yard. Chuck Zank, Matt Riddle, seat sitting in for Tony Kirk this afternoon. We'll be back in a minute. I'm leaving the yard on the Fan 107.9. All righty, welcome back. We got 18 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. Matt Riddle instead. (laughs) Here on leaving the yard. 903-735-9905. Back to the Baseball World Series for a minute. Astros, Phillies. Uh, Did you see Philadelphia in this at all? No, I didn't think they were going to – I didn't see them as a World Series team. Didn't – I didn't – I knew they could play, and I knew they had – they have a good ball ball club. I didn't see them as a World Series team. It seems like – Somebody turned the power on in Philadelphia. All of a sudden, they're jacking home runs yeah. like crazy. Yep. And in the postseason, you get a couple of hitters hot, and Hoskins has gotten hot, 
And Harper's not been red hot, but jacked one the other day. Yeah. Schwarber's been – they got into this round. And yep. San Diego – I think San Diego – I know it's crass, but I think San Diego blew it out against the Dodgers. That was such an emotional thing for them, coming through eliminating their rival from the north who has blocked them for – I think they had nothing left. They were that that was their World Series. Oh yeah. Their World Series happened in the in the divisional round. And now you're asked to go back out and try to do it again and get back on that emotional Philadelphia was happy beating Atlanta, but San Diego was out of their mind beating the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Well, Philadelphia has definitely gotten hot when it matters. Yeah. And I mean that's the main thing is that's what you gotta do. I mean, in order to do it. You know, and to be a World Series team and to win the World Series, you got to get hot at the right time. And like I said, at the beginning of the year, through the middle of the year, not a no. I didn't have a chance that they would even get close no. to doing it. And then they got hot when they needed to. And what Harper hit a eighth inning home run, yeah, two run shot, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're they're doing exactly what they need to do and hitting the ball when they need to. And speaking about getting hot, Yankees did not. No. Cooled off dramatically when they got into the. ALCS against the Astros. So now the question is, Aaron Aaron Judge is a free agent. Is he back in New York next year? Or do the Giants or the Dodgers or whomever come a-courting and is Judge ready to leave the Big Apple and go someplace else? He's going to get his... He's going to get paid. Oh, Doesn't yeah. matter where he goes. But... Yankees kind of screwed around with him in the offseason and didn't come right out and say, oh, yeah, how much do you want? This is what you're worth. They kind of tried to lowball him, and that's going to leave a taste in your mouth. Oh, yeah. And is this the organization? I, I mean, you're with the greatest organization in the history of sport in the 20th century. You can argue by anybody. It's the greatest organization in the history of sport. Maybe not the best run, but the best recognized and the most successful <laughs> and, and, the, and the, the richest. Yep. But they pinched pennies with Aaron Judge. And then he goes and Hit lands them, yeah, <laughs> lands them in the in the national headline for the last month of the season, mm-hmm. chasing Roger Maris and catching Roger Maris, and probably in the doing it in the pursuit, gave up the triple crown to try to get the home run title. You're making that calculated gamble. Am I going to just level my swing and keep hitting like I am? And if I jack him, I jack. I, he changed his swing a little bit and tried to get 62 and did. Yep. But now is he done in New York? Would you sign him or do you let him go? I mean, the deal is it's another one of those along the lines of publicity. You know next year he's going for it again. You know he's going to. However, is he going to do it in a Yankee uniform? I don't know. I think it's – and he's not a player that's all about the money. I don't I don't see him as that kind of player. Okay. However, I think money is going to end up being a big play into it because he knows what kind of ball player, he knows what kind of fans he puts in the stands. And I think it's – he's going. To, somebody's going to have to throw a lot of money out to get him away there. Trout, Harper, Soto, Judge. Who's is my? Judge in that same money range as those first three guys? I don't think so. I don't think he is. I don't. I don't see Judge as an all-around player. I mean, he's a good outfielder. He's a good he's defensive a, he's outfielder. A, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's However, a great guy. He's just not. I don't see him as that. 
I don't. He's not. He's definitely not a Mike Trout. So if those guys are getting four hundred fifty million dollar contracts, you'd give him what? Ten years. I'll say ten years. And they're getting four hundred fifty. Yeah, they're getting forty five, forty million a year. I'd probably say that he'll probably sit around that thirty five. Okay, so ten. You'd go ten years, three fifty. Yep. He says, "I want ten years, four fifty. I don't think he'll. I don't think somebody. I don't, I don't think anybody will offer him that much. I don't like ten year contracts. I don't. Either. Not as a team. No. I hate them. No. I think they're the worst. They're the albatross around your neck you can't move from. Mm-mm. It's great. You look at on the front end. You look and go, man. Ten years from now or seven years from now, we got him locked in. As the market changes, we're going to have this guy locked in at this amount. This is going to be awesome for us. And I don't care what anybody says. When you've got $300 million in your bank account, <laughs> are you really motivated as much to go as hard? I mean, some guys are. Some guys are just driven, and the goal to be great or a Hall of Famer or the best supersedes cash yep. but a lot of guys are like damn there's 300 million dollars in my bank account i don't feel like going to the gym in Shoot the off over to season. football and think about that there's two guys that you can see everybody that know anything about football will tell you two names it's don't. all about the money who are Mike they prescott and zeke elliott player what they look like before they got the big contract yep were dominating yep get their contracts Wait, and are you playing for that contract I mean, is that, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're not trying to be the best that's ever played or great or mm-hmm. a Super Bowl champ, are you playing for that second? Because the second contract's where it is. Oh, yeah. I can get to number two. If I'm great through number one, as good as I can be, I'm. it's all in for that next mm-hmm. contract. I got there. Now what? Yep. And that's, way, that's the attitude that they've had towards it. I've got that money. Now, let me just protect myself and – not get hurt and let me keep collecting that money until sure. that contract's over with. Yes. But at the same time, why not be the greatest running back ever like Zeke should be? I want to walk. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's part of mm-hmm. it. I, I want to be able to walk when I'm yep. done. Or I don't want a back that's got you know so bad I can't hardly even mm-hmm. get out of, uh, out of the recliner. Well, you see it out of Pollard right now. Pollard's over there busting his butt. Right. He's the workhorse Yep. because Zeke is – almost stepped down as that workhorse and Pollard has came in and stepped in and you see Pollard getting a lot more I think at last game I think he had more carries than Zeke did so I mean he's playing for a contract right now exactly and how now, much you willing to give him that that's going to be their trade base that, what that's going to be Pollard mm-hmm. so if you're going to keep Zeke who you can't really move well because I think you can I think after this year I don't think he's back I think this yeah. is all they're, they're probably going to have to eat some money yeah you're not going to pay Pollard Really? Now, if they if if it, if it is a Zeke being gone, yeah, that they're not won't have him back. They'll pay Pollard a lot. See, I just I, I think you were right in the first place. I disagree that they're going to pay another running back. I think they got burned by the Zeke contract mm-hmm. and recognized where it cost them maneuverability and flexibility in the rest of that roster. Where where was Tony Pollard drafted? Shoot, he was what. I don't know. I think he was late, late round. I don't he know. A, I don't think he was a top guy. So if I'm, I'm on the Cowboys, I'm looking at it going, okay, so the best guy in my running back room right now is a guy that, we'll just say, got drafted in the sixth round, and I don't know where he was. Yep. Well, I can find another one of those, can I? Oh, yeah. I can find one in the fifth round next year if i got to replace him. If I can if I can hit on the same kind of, kind of uh, characteristics as this guy i don't have to hand him that second contract i'll get a new guy under a rick fourth round fourth round okay. in the 19 draft okay so he's coming up on that second contract yeah i'm not paying him 
Like I said, I think it's going to, I think they're going to, now, they'll pay him. I don't think it'll be just an astronomical amount like they did with Zeke. But I think they'll, I think they'll offer him enough to keep him. I'm Tony Pollard's to agent, and I'm saying to the Cowboys, my guy has usurped Zeke as the leading carrier on this team. How much are you giving Zeke a year again? And my guy's getting more touches and has more productivity and is younger. Mm-hmm. And you want to give me what? I agree. I, I don't. If I'm them, I don't stay. I agree. I look around and I'm trying to find someplace else because I don't know that you. And and again, if Zeke is gone, if they release Zeke, then well, I then let we, Pollard go too, and I find a, I find a couple of rookies. So you let both go sure. to find a replacement I, and a backup. I think I can find two rookies. I think I can find backs. Yeah, rather I mean, than paying them twenty million dollars plus a year, because well, I think that's because then you'd they be can at. use that money somewhere else. You they bet. can use they secondary. They need to and, use that money in secondary, and probably lost Lewis for the year. Yeah, and then they need to look at their they need to look at their offensive line, which and, always needs to be oh, addressed. Yeah. And if I can spend an extra ten million dollars here and there yes. on a more quality, bigger body, more productive O line, I don't have to have the Zeke Elliott or the Paul, Tony Pollard behind the line because they're going to make holes for him. I just got to have somebody get in the hole and run. Give me a fourth-round draft choice this year, and I'll find a guy that can replace what Pollard does. Yeah. And Zeke can walk, and I can find an old guy that's going to come in for a year contract and can do what Zeke does. Mm-hmm. Question is, what can you do about about Dak? I don't know. Cooper Rush looked pretty good to me. For a minute. Come he on. looked good to me. Come on. I, 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 I like, I like Rush. I like him. Uh, well, I get it, but his ceiling's so low. Yeah. and I mean, I think he, he did what he's supposed to. He stepped in, did what he needed to do. And granted, with Dak and Rush, there is a big difference on yes. what each player can do. However, I think Rush really stepped up as a player. And I think he moved that ceiling higher just because of what he had to do and went out and went, what, 4-1? and one and Yeah, no, he did great. So. Filled the hole, and they had a backup. They have a legit backup now. Yep. If you didn't know, I mean, since Andy Dalton, you thought, do we have a backup? They got a backup now. The yep. guy can step in in spot duty and be able to get a couple games in. Trade bait. Oh, but then you don't have <laughs> one again. Now you're back to having no backup. Oh, my God. We got to take a break. Yikes. Matt Riddle's driving me crazy. Are you sure you're not Tony Kirk with a beard? <laughs> Much better looking. There you go. We'll take a break. We're coming right back. Leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Matt Riddle. You're on the fan. 107.9. All right. Welcome back. We got about... 34 minutes after uh, 6 o'clock leaving the yard. Chuck Zack, Matt Riddle sitting in today for Tony Kirk. He'll be back tomorrow morning for Kirk and Company with Kevin Carpenter. They'll talk Pleasant Grove Sports, certainly University of Texas. Interesting weekend for the Longhorns this weekend. They go up to Oklahoma State and blow a couple score lead, multiple time couple score lead before falling to the Cowboys. Uh, what, 41-34, I think, was the final. Uh, after the game, and it came out uh, again today, I think there was so much emotion about how that game ended, and they walked away without a ch- without a victory, which they thought they had a chance. They were the favorite going in to Stillwater and lost the game. 
and they didn't stop and do the eyes of Texas. And so Steve Sarkeesian, who made a big deal about that when he got hired, because uh, in the past administration, they kind of let the players choose what they wanted to do. Well, Sark pretty much slammed that fist against his hand that we're this is our song and we're going to be singing it and that you don't have to worry about that. Well, and then he went to the locker room and a bunch of players followed him to the locker room and not very many were left behind doing the eyes of Texas and so now there's a big uproar, blah, blah, blah. So he apologized in his presser today. Well, that won't happen again. I didn't think about it. I was in the heat of the moment. It's no excuse. I mean, he came right out and said it, but these are the things that we worry about today. And I I'm totally get it. If you're a traditionalist and you are a Longhorn fan and that's one of those things you expect to see and the coach doesn't need to be wrapped up in what happened on the field as soon as the game ends, he needs to be thinking about this is what the fan base expects and this is where the guys should be. But that became today's distraction in the world of University of Texas football. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn Ewers did not have his best game. Threw, I think, 49 passes completed, 19 of them, three picks. Um, he's just a freshman. Before everyone's freaking out and wanting Arch Manning now, he's on. he's still just a freshman. He's only played in a handful of college football games. And Oklahoma State's pretty legit, to be honest with you. Pretty legit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. News as well today for University of Texas. Sam Ellinger is going to get the start in Indianapolis for the rest of the season. Matt Ryan's tenure as the experimental quarterback of the Colts is coming to an end. He had uh, he had a pretty rough outing again this past week, and I think the Colts have finally decided. We tried this. It's not happening. And so Sam's finally going to get a chance to be a starting NFL quarterback, which – if you're a Texas fan, he's kind of a great story. A, a guy that you loved in college football. He was the, I'm going to stand there and do the eyes of Texas. I don't care if the rest of the team's in the locker room. I'll be out here doing that, which fans loved. But he was so tough and such a great leader. And he's a couple of years in the NFL now. And I think there's a sense of this team needs a spark, and this may be the guy. So, I don't know how you don't root for Sam Ellinger this week. Unless you, of course, are a guy that hates the, the Longhorns, and I can see it completely. Matt Riddle. <laughs> I, I I think it's great. I mean, I really do. Uh, I liked him as a quarterback. Yeah. He's a great quarterback in college, and I think he is that guy that can compete at the next level, and this week we'll find, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll get a chance to find out. But I, I, think it's, I think it's cool that a guy hangs around like that and gets the call and ultimately gets the chance to prove it. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that believe when it came to the NFL draft that Sam's not an NFL guy. He's a good college quarterback. He's not an NFL guy. He's his arm strong enough. Well, well now we're going to get the chance to prove, yes, I actually, for my whole life of aiming for this moment, they're handing me the reins of an NFL team. Anyway. I look forward to it. They dropped out of the top 25 this week, too. I tell you, it was a lot of Longhorn news in the last 24 hours. Yeah. They just got back up in, and then they got smacked back out again. Sounds like somebody I know, too. Well, who would that be? A <laughs> team wearing a little red? Yeah. <laughs> now the Razorbacks are at Auburn this week, right? Yep. Uh, the BYU game, they looked very good. 
Yeah. Of course, I made the argument when we came back on that after that weekend, you can see where BYU is not an SCC team. Just mm-hmm. don't have the size up front, don't have the athleticism. Razorbacks pretty much did whatever they wanted to. Yeah. Now you're back into the conference and you've had away and you got Auburn. And I think it was a big deal on the BYU game having KJ Jefferson back. There. Yes. I mean, yes. that guy's he's phenomenal. Uh he's another one of those guys that is going to be a great college quarterback. Right. However, do you think he's going to be at that no. next level top kind of competitive quarterback? No. I don't see it. Um however, I mean, when you've got him in the starting lineup and back there at quarterback running the offense, I mean, he's he's tough. Period. You like the you like their chances of going to Auburn? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's always been a tough place for them. Yeah, it, now they, it's always really rough when we go to Auburn. Yeah. However, I think with that momentum build that they had off of the BYU game, having Jefferson back, having a lot more healthy guys coming in, and having an off week this last week, I think that uh, going into Auburn is going to look a lot better than normal. I just don't know if I like. I almost wish you'd had the off week after a loss. Not after going on the road and getting a pretty big emotional win, and now you got some momentum going, and we got this train going, and let's get our routine, and all of a sudden, well, no, we're not playing this week. But then again, would you have liked to have that off week after getting beat by or by Alabama or by A and M? I don't. I think I would rather get that loss, go into the next week, get a win, and then go into an off week to prepare I- for. A better team than what BYU is. They got a win. If they'd have lost to BYU, I'd say they need to bye week, no question. After the Mississippi State game, you looked at it and went, they need a bye week. Mm -hmm. They got got some legs under them and got the win at BYU. I just am afraid having a little success now. Like, you don't want to go in and have a bye week after you've got a three-game winning streak going. Like, no, no, keep going, let's go. Well, to me, it felt like a BYU win was a three-game winning streak after a three-game losing streak. So I don't know if I'm crazy about the bye week. They may come back and just smack around Auburn. Who Brian Harson's been on the proverbial hot seat all year long as the coach at at Auburn. You kind of feel like each week he's coaching for next year in his job. And I don't know how much stress that puts on that team, but it just feels like Auburn seems to have always had the Razorbacks number. And if I'm Brian Harson, I'm like, okay, this is the perfect team I want coming in here for a chance to get some heat off me. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear as a Razorback fan, No, is it? it's, it's definitely not. However, I mean, I think it's going. I think he's still going to have the same outlook that he's had all sure. all summer, all. all fall it's going to be that i've got these razorbacks coming in they've coming off of a win coming off of a bye week they gave that gives kj another week of getting better after being injured for right. two weeks that gives him a an extra week of not having to do much he's going to come in stronger and hotter than what he was a week before hopefully and i think it's i mean i think they they're worried that their back's gonna be against the wall too much well are all the eggs in the basket if kj plays they've got a chance and if he doesn't they have none is it that close yet? I don't think it's that close yet. Okay. I don't think it's there yet. Okay. So. So you've got some hope that even if he's out, they have a chance yeah, to win. I, so. I mean, so. they've got some weaker Hornsby's non-conference good. opponents coming up. I mean, Hornsby's Horn- good at. Hornsby's good at what? He's good at running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Unfortunately, he did, being he quarterback, did make some good passes yeah. though, and kind of he looked a little better at his throwing game than just his running game. However. The way that they're going to run the offense with him at quarterback is it's going to be run, yeah. run, run. Right. Try to hit one deep. Sure. Run, run. Right. So, 
which limits you and lets defenses yep. know what you're doing and yep. puts a lot of pressure on your offensive line. Yep. I'm, you know, I've watched them a few times this year and keep thinking, boy, they miss Traylon Burks. Oh gosh. I mean, it's you. Didn't, I don't know if we thought about it what it was going on the last two years, but just watching a couple of games this year and not seeing that dependable receiver that you just knew can take over a game, and Burks did a number of times. Mm-hmm. It felt like they have not found the guy to replace that Knox guy. Knox is probably the closest one. That and how be. close is he? And he's not close. He's not close. I mean, and that's the bad part. Is I mean, you know when you've got KJ that can do it all. Right. You know, at the college level, can do it all. But who is your main go-to target? I mean, you don't have that Burks that, you know, I throw this ball in the general area. He's doing everything in his power to get to it and, and try to and make will. the play. And we'll get it. Yep. And we'll make the play. While we're talking college football, we would be remiss if we didn't talk for just a minute about T.J. Cole, the uh, former uh, PG running back who uh, went for, was it six touchdowns this past weekend? Yikes. <laughs> I mean, big win over Southern Arkansas. Uh, Washtaw, he's, he's who he's playing for. Um, just he's going to be the the GAC uh, uh, back to back player of the year. Oh yeah, which is crazy. And, and you know, not to be like back in when I was watching, but when when we did Pleasant Grove games, he was a quarterback for a year out of necessity. When he got a chance to be a running back, he was part of a, a, a you know Chauncey Martin, Bruce Garrett, T.J. Cole backfield with with Ben Harmon, and I think watching them. Chauncey looked the part of being the next level guy. He just had that look about him. Bruce had that dynamic ability to spin out of stuff and get the crowd. Mm-hmm. TJ was kind of the quiet guy that you didn't, I, I think, look at and go, oh, this is the guy at the next level. But right now, he has become so good at the next level, you start to wonder now, are there going to be NFL teams that take a pretty good look at him? He may be a little small. He may be a little undersized. This may be as, this may be as high as he can go. But he has certainly maximized his ability at the next level. I'm so proud of the fact that he hung around. We've had him on the air a couple times and just hung around with this and has made the most out of it. He's getting a college education out of it, and he's setting records for a school. What about that? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. All right, we're going to take a break. we got one segment left to go. Matt Riddle sitting in here today for Tony Kirk. If you're wondering, who's that voice? That doesn't sound like Tony. No. Doesn't look like Tony. Doesn't sound like Tony. Doesn't smell like Tony. We'll take a break. Stinky will be back tomorrow. You hang around. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan 107.9. Sling Fit Texarkana helps us spotlight Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Here's LaFonda Clough. The funny thing is, I was having gallbladder trouble. And I was really concerned I was going to the surgeon to have a pre-op for my gallbladder to come out. And I had gotten one of those scary letters that we see something that we need to follow up on. And I really wasn't concerned about that because women get those letters every day. And it scares them to death when they get the letter. And the day I had the ultrasound was the day of my pre-op visit. His nurse's ears perked up and they start pulling up images that haven't even been read 
And before I left the pre-op gallbladder appointment, I also had an appointment scheduled for a biopsy. This breast cancer survivor story is brought to you by SlingFit Texarkana. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Pickle Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly and have a good Ultra Light Beer in Missouri. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty Ilo ISD. At Liberty Ilo, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty Ilo, leopard pride never dies. Got 10 minutes till 6 o'clock. Leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Matt Riddle in here this afternoon for Tony Kirk as we uh, knock out the last segment of our uh, Monday version of the show. I believe, uh, was it Wednesday? No, we had, I'm trying to think if we have Josh Richard in. Now we had him in last week, so he won't be in this week. It'll be next week we'll have Josh Richard in. We were talking college football. I uh, just came across a little bit ago the uh, Jimbo Fisher press conference. That's not good. Three. Offensive lineman done for the year for the Ags. As they uh, dropped a game to South Carolina and now have to go to Ole Miss, who uh, Ole Miss lost this weekend too, didn't they? LSU smacked them around? I think that's who it was. Yeah. So they got an unhappy Lane Kiffin-led Ole Miss team and A&M's down three offensive linemen. You know, we said Brian Harson's on the hot seat. Jimbo Fisher's – I don't – I mean, the seat's going to be hot – but only to the, like, you know, your car warmer. You know what I mean? You're in your car and your seat's got the electric, you know, whatever. It's not like it's hot where you better jump off of it. It's like, okay, it's a warm seat, but the door's closed, and I'm not jumping out, and they're not going to push me out because it's going to cost them too much money to push me out. So my rear end's a little warm. Big deal. I think that's where you are right now if you're the Aggies. And I don't know that this necessarily hurts him. They may lose again this week, and it may be four in a row or whatever. But when you start saying, I'm on my backup quarterback again, down three offensive linemen again, the fan base at some point in time is going to have to back up a little bit and say, okay, well, we got killed by injuries. We got this number one recruiting class that's sitting on the sideline that's going to be sophomores next year or redshirt freshmen, however you want to do it, and give give them a minute to try to get there. I hope, maybe. Of course, if you're the Ags, remember, Sooners Longhorns are coming in soon. If you don't have your stuff straight, that's a bad, that's a bad marriage for you. If you start sliding in the wrong direction, and then those guys come in, and now you're looking up at everybody in your end of the uh, of the conference, that would not be good. I wonder what's going to do with their recruiting class for the next year. They had a great, they had number one recruiting class in the country. Yeah. 
they've upset teams. They've beat teams that they didn't think they were going to or yeah. that nobody thought they would. And then they've got that losing streak that they've got going, losing a bunch of players. Yep. Man, I wonder what – and like you said, number one recruiting class sitting on the bench right now. Right. Waiting young, for a turn. Waiting for their chance to get in there and shine. Right. But with a season that's kind of starting to go downhill, what do most college players that are going to be college players, what do they look at? Well, and I would think this. I would think with the reshuffling that's happening in college football, I mean, we're going to see the USC and UCLA moving Big Ten and Oklahoma and Texas moving SEC. I, I think the the pool for the Aggies is pretty much the way it's always been. I'm competing with those two. I'm competing with LSU. I'm competing with, you know, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And I'm still competing with the same group of teams. So who's advanced on you that you feel like, okay, well, I'm losing ground to these guys because that's my main competition. Mm-hmm. Well, the Razorbacks, we've said, had their own three-game losing streak. Yep. The LSU Tigers are still trying to figure it out. They're probably a year or two away from getting everything back lined up under a new head coach. Texas is hot-cold. Yep. Great win over Oklahoma. Struggle against Iowa State. Lose at Oklahoma State. They're probably a seven and five ish team. Oklahoma's kind of an enigma. Don't know where they're. I mean, if I'm the Aggies, I'm looking at it going. All right, I didn't have a great year, but you know what, Mister Recruit, you're sitting. I'm sitting in your living room. You're going to make us have a great year next year because you're going to get a chance to play because you saw what happened to us last year. I mean, that's my way of of selling yeah. it. I'm selling you facilities. I'm selling you the best conference in the country. I'm selling you living in College Station. I'm selling you if that if that's your ilk. I'm selling you all. I'm selling you. You're going to be playing the best schools in the country. And Texas and OU are coming in now too. So you're going to get to play against Texas. I'm selling all that. I don't know that any of that hurts me. Even losing four, five, six games this year, I think I still can recruit just as well. I think one of the biggest part of that whole thing is going to be the Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, a lot of your Texas schools, they recruit a lot of Texas guys. Yeah. I mean, that's where football is, you know. And I wonder how that's going to go now because now they don't have that. We're the only Texas team in the SEC. That's true. Now you've got your state above you and another team in your state that now has that recruiting ability. We're SEC. We're going to be SEC. I wonder how many guys who are UT recruits, though, looked at it and go, you know what? I'm going to the SEC. I'm not playing for Texas. Mm-hmm. It just felt like Texas over, it supersedes yeah. that. Like, there's not too many guys saying, yeah, I'm not going to play here because you're not playing the SEC. Yeah. I but, just, you're, playing, you're in Texas. But you also look at it, too, is Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. I know. Now it's, are, you, are y'all making the bad decision by going to the SEC? They're not ready yet. You know what I mean? So they're I mean, not ready. It goes yet. both ways. Yeah, they're not ready yet. Their their recruiting class the next couple of years is going to have to reflect the change in priority yeah. a little bit. They're going to have to figure out better linemen. They're going to. Have, I mean, it's just a conversation we had about BYU. Mm-hmm. You can have good players. BYU is a good team, but not at that level of competition. Texas and Oklahoma are going to see big, fast, good linemen every single week. They're not playing Baylor. They're not playing Kansas. They're not playing Iowa State. They're just not. Nope. And, and even if I'm picking on some SEC teams, 
Ole Miss or Mississippi State or LSU or Arkansas have legit linemen for the most part, and mm-hmm. that's been the difference between the SEC and everybody else. Yep. Their linemen are so much better than the rest of the country. Yep. I think Texas needs to shore that up. Yeah. If we're having any conversation about anything, that's going to be the place we're going to have to get better. Their defense is just not really good right now either. No. Their secondaries, eh. They're just like Arkansas. Just like Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas has got to do something with their secondary. Or, and, and you guys came in optimistic this year. Yeah. Like, okay, we got this going. We're in the right direction. We got some of these games at home. This is going to be – it doesn't take much. That well, SEC is competitive. Captain, when Catalan got hurt in season ender, I mean, yeah. that's – go-to guy in the secondary now he's gone he's out yep it's it's just long been, it's year been rough it's been rough for secondary on for arkansas they got music playing Matt Rills, good seeing you again good seeing you i appreciate you having me in where are you going to be this friday hope there's always hope yep all right <laughs> good deal tony kirk's back tomorrow that's matt riddle sitting in today you've been listening to leaving the yard chuck zach matt riddle here on the fan 1079 monday night football tonight bears patriots who do you like i'm gonna go with the patriots all right it's not. It's hard. It is hard to pick. It's, <laughs> it's hard not, to pick the Bears. Not a good Monday night. It's a bad game. <laughs> bad teams. Bad quarterback.